What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit in Every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos And first and foremost I probably sound crazy I'm super stuffy right now I'm fighting a cold But we out here, man We working And of course, it's Thursday So we have our Thursday Trends episode My guest has been on the show before he is a content creator, super popular on TikTok, creates a lot of content centered around Latin culture. You've probably seen him either on TikTok or reposted by various Latin pages on Instagram. My guy, Dean Huertas, how we feeling, bro? Dímelo, dímelo, dímelo. I'm feeling good, <laughs> feeling good. We live and well. Yes, man, we out here, bro. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on. You've been doing your thing. Uh, I, I liked having you on the first time, so I'm glad we can connect again because I feel like there's a lot happening that you've been talking about, man. So I want to get your take on a lot of these current events. Definitely, definitely. No, I'm ready to dive into it, man. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, I want to get into a bunch of things from this last week. Of course, we got the Oscars. I've seen you commentating on that. So I yeah. want to get your your uh, opinion on a few different things, not just the obvious Will Smith, Chris Rock, but there's a few different things going on with that. We'll also get into some things uh, where you're coming from, Puerto Rico, some different things that are happening in the form of gentrification, some protests that we're seeing over there. So I want to get your perspective on. I know you've been a part of some of those protests. And on some positivity, man, we will just honor an icon from our community who is retiring and has just done so much incredible incredible work. I want to make sure we, we take a, a moment to give him his flowers. So we'll get into a bunch of different stuff. Let's, of course, start off with the nonsense, and we'll do a deep dive into that in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so I mean, let let's just kind of start with the elephant in the room. Is the Oscars? It's all anybody can talk about. You can't escape it on your timeline. Now there are two different reasons why you could talk about it. Uh, obviously, you have the Will Smith Chris Rock one, and then also yeah. what I've seen you covering 
when it comes to West Side Story and, and much of kind of the backlash that you've seen on the internet with uh, people talking their ish, right? Let, yeah. let's, let's first start with the general one that everybody's talking about. Will Smith, Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Rock makes a joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada. You know, Will goes up on stage, smacks him, curses from the audience. Everybody's talking about it. What is what is your take on this? Uh, you know, from from now, I guess a few days out. What what are you thinking about it, man? Like, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm I have a turn internal conflict within myself because mm. one, like, a brother like Chris Rock, like I am. First of all, I admire them both. They're yeah. very talented people. They've been in the industry for a very long time. They've been friends for thirty years. Mm. Like. Like Chris Rock was on an episode of Fresh Prince, like way right. back in like '95, you know. Right. And so they've always like been cool with each other since the '90s. And so for that to just happen the way it did, like I, I'm, I'm just putting myself in Chris Rock's perspective that he got publicly humili- humiliated in front right. of millions and millions of people around the world. Man, that was that's where I felt was wrong. But then I also feel bad for Will because of how he can't, he can only stay quiet and stay humble for so long right about his relationship with jada about everything that goes on like with the world everybody's bashing their relationship and i feel like that was just the cherry pick of it all with like that one little joke um that set it off for him because it was more just like him having to i'm 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 gonna use my words wisely him having to display his masculinity in order to let him know that you know he's a serious man don't disrespect his relationship like that whether it was about the joke but i believe that it goes a little bit more than the beyond the joke i believe it goes about the 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 relationships and how everybody's just been going off on their relationship because jada has been very vocal about it but will has always been quiet for so long Mm. and i think it was just like a moment where he snapped so i feel bad for chris for getting publicly humiliated and i feel bad for will we're having to hold in this internal anger for so long, you know? Right, right. It, it, it's interesting, man. I mean, obviously, I think flat out, Will was was wrong. You don't go up there and lay hands on another man, especially, you know, if you have an issue, you don't handle it on a public stage like that. You know, there's a level of privilege that comes along with being Will Smith that he could just, you know, walk up on stage and swing at a, another <sighs> dude. You know, anybody else can't do that, you know, but I, I think I, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I mean, Will has kind of been, you know, as much as he is Will Smith, he's also been the butt of many jokes, you know, and and he's just yeah. kind of had to smile about it and, you know, take it on the chin. And even recently, there's been, you know, a couple of red carpet things where people brought back up the entanglement thing, you know, to their face. And like people were saying it was in poor taste again, which I think it is. And yeah, I think what you saw was a dude who just kind of snapped, like got tired of having to take it. And and went up exactly, there and and yeah, like I think you're like you said, there's some sort of masculinity he felt like he had to prove, like I'm not that dude that is just going to keep taking people's abuse, you know. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, Chris Rock was kind of the the person that ended up getting caught in the crossfire of all of that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but also, what was weird to me is that if you look at it, Will was laughing at the joke at first, right? Uh, and right. then you could see Jada is like not laughing; she's kind of rolling her eyes, and it's kind of like, what the hell, you know. So a part right. of me saw that and was kind of like, how much of this is maybe performative as well for Will, where it's like, you know, he was ready to brush it off. And then he saw his wife was pissed and he was like, you know what? Now's my time to kind of like stand up and, and be a man type of thing. That just feels a bit performative, you know? Exactly. No, I, and that's the thing, too. Like, I, I, I we, we saw him like laughing, but I think it was just more like, ah, but like, 
MF or like, you know, like right. this is, I'm tired of this, bro. And that's the thing. Like every, everybody in Hollywood has to put up a front of smiling and laughing, right. having to take the hits for so long that it's, but I think when it got personal with how he, let's just imagine his, him and his wife behind closed doors, her having to like cry to him in confinement about her having to deal with sure. her um disability, you know? And I feel like, him and her like right there in that in front of the camera like he's trying to like you know make light of the situation but she couldn't have it and i think like by by doing so having to defend his wife caused him to step onto the stage and do what he did you know and i, right. I, I felt i feel it's just oh there's just so much like internal conflict because i get it i get it right. he wants life, but mm, i think he just had enough you know yeah it, it, yeah i mean there obviously there, there obviously is a lot of internal conflict i think for me also looking at it man and and this is my own opinion, but I know that for me, when I create content, I put myself out there. I also feel like I'm representing Puerto Ricans everywhere, right? So there right. is a level of pressure that I put on myself. And granted, that's my own you know decision, but I know that I want to carry myself in a certain way to make sure that I never make my people look bad, essentially, right? And, right. and listen again to each his own, but you, you hate to see, you know, this this narrative being you know, put out there about about black men, essentially, you know, about, uh, you know, not being able to control their feelings and being violent, all these racist things that we've heard throughout history. And then it like feeds into that on one of the biggest stages in the world, you know, national television and things like that. Now, again, you know, you don't have to put that yeah. kind of pressure on yourself. But I, I personally, you know, for me, always want to show up as the best version of myself because I feel like I'm representing more than just myself. And that's something I keep in mind when I watch that kind of stuff as well. Exactly, exactly. As I want to make sure that when I'm on, that's it. it's true. You're a hundred percent right. You know, you're putting your face out there. You are the face of millions that don't have a voice. Right, and, and especially those who have been like persecuted. You know what I mean? Like we're people of color. We're people have traditionally been looked at as lesser than. You know what I mean? So it's like exactly. you, you never want to give off that that impression to others and make them feel like they're right. You know? Exactly, exactly. And I just feel like having to represent them in a positive manner it takes a toll on you sure like through time you know because now that you're the representation now you have to kind of reserve yourself in many many ways and kind of hold back your tongue in many ways because whatever you say yeah. is a reflection of your community and your demographics of where you come from you know right right absolutely all right so and what do you think they, they're doing like i guess an investigation which i don't know what the hell you have to investigate but um you know do you think that he should be like stripped of his award because he ended up winning that award um, later on in in the show? What do you think as far as like actions that should be taken against him? Because Chris Rock already said he's not pressing charges, so he's not going to be arrested for this. Yeah. But what do you think about like when it comes to the academy? I don't think the academy would go as far as to take the award because if you've seen um, the Godfather, like uh -huh. that, it's already celebrated its fiftieth anniversary, right? Um when one of the best supporting actresses, um, her name, she was a native American. She's a uh, Apache and Yaki. Yeah. And she, um, her name is little feather. She, you know, won the award, but then as soon, as soon as she stepped on stage, she denied it and then decided to use her activism voice and her voice to speak up in the community. Mm. And then like a lot of people like got really upset about it because she took the opportunity to represent her community and represent the native American community and uplift it. Yeah. And there was a lot of controversy after that, but she still has her award at right. the end of the day. She still earned her award, even though she denied it on stage. 
and still and use that opportunity to uplift the voices of her com- community to do so, you know. But yeah. she still has fifty. Uh, it was like fifty years later, and she, you know she still has her award. So I don't think they'll go as far as to remove Will's first award either. Right. You know, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a good point. I, I think I don't think you should remove the award because I think everything he did to get there, you know, had nothing to do with that night in particular. You know what I mean? Exactly. He still, still was the best actor in his category, according to the Academy. I would say maybe give him a ban from the show, you know, for a period of time, like he can't go next year. Or <laughs> just, like a little, that. just a little time out for the next Right, time. yeah, exactly. Yeah, let him cool down a little bit, you know, sit in the corner somewhere and think about what he did. But uh, that, 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 that's just as far as... To, just send him to live with his auntie in Bel Air. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I would probably probably do that, I think. But I agree. I don't think you should strip the man, um, you know, of his of his award. Now, now yeah. speaking of of awards, you had a uh, West Side Story, which was nominated for a bunch of awards. It, it ended up taking home Best Supporting Actress, amongst other things. You had um, Ariana DeBose won Best Supporting Actress, uh, and and there's been a bunch of backlash in the Latin community when it comes to West Side Story, and. And a lot of people, you know, feeling like they, you know, it was an improvement from the first one, but still wasn't enough. And and also, I saw you talking about this, where there were a lot of people kind of, uh, I guess, coming at you talking about how West Side Story didn't even have any real Puerto Ricans in it. So let's kind of let, let's talk about that, first and foremost, a little bit. What what yeah. kind of you, you've been entwined in a bit of the controversy? What has kind of been your experience with it? Man, <laughs> This is this is the thing within my respectable respectable community and our right. our people as well, you know. Yeah. That it seems like everybody's just so ready to just hop on this cancel culture bandwagon and look for any little reason to divide the community. Right. We right. have been on portrayed on the media in such a negative light for many many years. Right. And when we get as little as something positive in the representation of the community, whether that be West Side Story. Yep. Many years ago, when Rita Moreno was the only Puerto Rican, right, so right. now having a movie today with 20-plus Puerto Ricans that are in the movie or backstage or putting the work to help produce the movie, yeah, and everyone's just going to cancel it because um, they, they simply just don't want to do the research. They're just hearing, oh, there's no Puerto Ricans. Ah, I'm not going to watch it. Right. Oh, it's a musical? Oh, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, um, she's only half Puerto Rican. Oh, I'm not going to watch it. It's like, you know, there's always going to be some sort of division created with the community. And I feel like the more we divide, the more we realize that we're beating ourselves down. And in actuality, we have to lift each other up because if we want to be represented in the respectable light that we deserve and that we deserve for a very long time now, then we have to start little by little by supporting each other rise and uplifting each other yeah. and the support the community goes by stop boycotting a movie without even doing your research. You know, that's, mm. that's how society has come to nowadays. And I just right. think it's, I, I think it's embarrassing to just say that you have an opinion about something without even doing your own research about it. Right. Like, come on, you know, right. right. There's the least you can do is go do, do your Googles. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> it's right there. The internet is free. Like, right. <laughs> It's all right there. And yeah, I mean, I think that people don't realize, people feel like it's one or the other. Either I have to hate it and I, I think it should never happen, it should be canceled, or it has to be completely perfect. And you have to understand that, you know, it's never going to be 100% right. It's never going to be 100% perfect. 
and that in the meantime, while we're improving, you could still celebrate the little wins along the way, right? Like nobody's exactly. saying that they got it a hundred percent right. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody is saying that completely. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't support it. You know, you can say, "Wow, this is a great opportunity for us to see some representation." And next time we can do a little bit better as well. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand this kind of like exactly. either cancel it or it's perfect. You know, I don't understand why it has to be either or. No, exactly. people are so quick and radical with their decisions. Yes, the main character is not Puerto Rican. Right. Puerto Rican is a nationality. Yeah. That, but that doesn't take away the heritage and the cultural upbringing. You look at a yep. Colombian, you look at a Puerto Rican. They have similar upbringings within sure. the community. You know, we eat the same plate of rice and beans every right. day. We, eat, <laughs> we put the same type of seasonings on our chicken. You know, like, yeah. there's a lot of, we do a lot more good when we come together than we do when we're divided. You know, and right. granted, yes, she is a white passing Latina right. and she's only half Latina, but she's still, in my personal opinion, I think she, her talent and her effort to play the role as a Puerto Rican shows the proof yeah. is in the pudding she did an amazing job but people automatically are just gonna assume that oh she's not puerto rican ah you know what i don't want to watch it whatever right, but yo right. can we just go back to the 90s when j-lo yeah. played as selena right you know? right and now and who won an award for that movie like you know okay right. It's, right. and sh- it was because that movie that it was a win-win for Selena's story to be told. It was right. a win for J-Lo's career to kick off back then, you know? Yeah. It's not about the nationality. It's about the talent that each individual has, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I think that's actually a great a great point, you know? And nobody, nobody's pissed off about that one, right? Because as long as it was good, which it was, as long as the story was told in a respectful manner, which it was, we were all happy. You know, even Mexicans celebrate that movie. You know, you don't hear this um really you know angry you know I, I personally haven't heard you know any any mexican friends are, are complaining about the fact that selena was played by jennifer lopez a puerto rican they're just happy that she was represented in such an incredible manner that her story exactly and look how far they've come with so many um uh, like retakes of selena's story right so many like now we have a live show about um uh, selena you know there's many adaptations because of the efforts that they made to yeah. have a very talented person yep. play this specific role. Yeah. You know, yeah. and now we have actual Mexicans playing Selena, you know, but it takes time. And yeah. I believe that you shouldn't like discourage somebody because of their nationality when they have a similar ethnic background right. to play that role, you know? Right, right. No, exactly. It wasn't like they 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 casted like a blonde haired white girl with blue eyes to play uh, a, a Puerto yeah, Rican. Yeah, you know? and, and <laughs> on top of that, they didn't do the brown face that they did back in the 60s right, for West Side right. Story, you know? They didn't right. do that. They actually got Latin folks to play these Latin roles. Right, right. Exactly. No, I, I, I agree. I think it's it's an improvement. You know what? Now feels like a good time to take a quick break. So let's do that, and then we'll be right back with more. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. 
State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, we are back and let let let's kind of talk about now we we've mentioned Puerto Rico, let's let's talk about on the island, you know. I know I've seen you at some of these protests that we've been seeing. Uh, we we had one of the things I guess that kicked it off was you had like this Karen that thought that she owned the beach in Puerto Rico in uh, oh in the God. Condado area if I'm not mistaken and yeah. uh, was trying to kick these these guys off from playing uh you know some games on the on the beach and the result ended up being a bunch of people the next weekend throwing like a giant festival uh on that same exact yeah. spot <laughs> in in protest so I mean. Let, let's talk a bit about what has been been going on on the island, because there is a lot of pushback happening with some of the gentrification that's happening. Uh, yes. And and people like this, this Karen thinking that just because they bought an expensive house, they now get to own the beach, which there are no private beaches in Puerto Rico. All the beaches are public. Um, right. So let, let's kind of talk about I mean, man, you're living out there. What have you experienced and, and kind of these protests in general that you've been a part of? Like it's 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 sad because that that Karen yeah. is actually Puerto Rican too, mm-hmm. you know. But she I she has a American husband yeah. and such, and I think the 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 money came with the sense of entitlement, sure, and that caused her to think she's above the rest of the community and sort right. of think that she can do whatever she pleases on the on the beaches. Yeah. Even she doesn't even live on the beach, right? Like you know. So the fact that this is happening within the communities, you know, it, it's just, it, it, it hurts because we're only going so hard as to uplift Puerto Rico right. and try to make a better version of Puerto Rico right. after all the disasters that we've had, whether that be the government, yeah. whether that be natural disasters, whether that be the justification that's taking place now, yeah. we're all just trying to do our part to help Puerto Rico one day at a time, you know? Right. And uh, that successful protest that we had yeah, was able to lead up to the news in the um saying this is like you're gonna like this. Yeah, the news uh went to that neighborhood and saw that the neighborhood put a banner saying that lady does not represent us. Uh, we know these beaches are public yeah. and we're sorry that happened. Feel free to protest as much as you like. You know. Oh wow. So That's that was amazing. a stepping stone. In, like if we can do that, what else can we do? You know. Right. Now we're going to Dorado, where a private beach club bought the property. Right. Bought the land up until the beach. So they decided to put rocks in the way to prevent locals from entering that public beach. Sure. And now we have the south side of Puerto Rico, Salinas, yeah. which was all, there was a whole nature reserve 
it got tumbled down without nobody even know like knowing until it already the damage has been already done. Yeah. And now they're converting that into like a gated community where it used to be a public beach out there too, you know? Wow. It's happening nonstop. There's like always something new every single day. Every single day there's something new. And we've come to the reality where it's like we were literally in a fight or flight situation. We have to continue right. fighting for our rights. We have to continue defending our beaches that are rightfully ours from people yeah. that want to privatize it, people that want to buy it and turn it into another hotel. Because if right. we don't continue fighting for all these hotels, Puerto Rico is just going to be one big hotel. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's scary to see. I mean, I've been following... I, I can never pronounce her last name, Bianca, who does all the, the oh, YouTube bravo, videos. Bravo. Yeah, there you go. So she she's been uh really great at documenting all these different things that we've been been seeing, you know. But uh, one thing I'm I'm curious about because I feel like I don't hear it spoken about enough. I mean, obviously, you know, you you have the 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 people coming from the states buying up everything essentially, right? Especially when you're talking about in the wake of of Hurricane Maria, and you had a lot of these vacant properties that were being sold for essentially nothing, right? And you have all these developers coming over here to, to buy things up. You know, you you wonder about the, the the local government, though, because they're playing a part in this, right? They're allowing yes. they're allowing areas to be sold that should be protected areas, right? I, I saw that yes. she was talking about parts of El Junque were for sale. Um, you know, yeah. you you have this tax break that happens for people in the States that they can come over to Puerto Rico and essentially pay no taxes as long as they're bringing a quote unquote business to the Island. Right. And that business exactly. doesn't have real stipulations of being an actual business. It could just be some guy who trades stocks in his bedroom and he quote unquote, has a business. Right. And the government ha also hasn't been great at keeping up with making sure these people are doing what they're supposed to be doing to meet those guidelines to not pay taxes. So correct. I, I, what I'm curious about, are there people on the Island when you talk about these protests that are also saying our own government is selling us out as well? You know, we can't be mad at just people coming here who see an opportunity to make an easy buck because at the end of the day, that's capitalism that happens. And I'm not saying that it's right, you know, but but it happens all over the right. world, right? The government right. needs to protect the people at the end of the day from being yeah. pushed out of their own land. So, I mean, are there enough conversations happening about that, how the government seems to have this corrupt kind of hand of thinking that they need outsiders to come in to save the island? Yes, there are a few people that um, have been uplifting that in a very positive way because. Sure. Any of these people that are protesting these pro uh, that are protesting, yeah, nine out of ten do not rely on the government mm. at all, right? At all, because after those were the nine out of ten chance that those were the same people that protested to remove the governor, because sure. these governors and politicians in Puerto Rico, they're not like Republican Democrat. They're they're they represent their each individual party, whether that's statehood, whether yeah. that's status quo whether right. that's independence. But the ones that have been in charge for the past 50 years yeah. have always been statehood or status quo. Right. They've been working hand in hand to sell a dream to these people. Right. And they're just taking uh, money under under their, like, you know, under their feet, you know, yeah. stealing from the community. Right. And would you believe me if I told you that if one, just one political party has had more than 50 arrests within the past five years. Wow. And people are wow. still 
voting for that same party right. because they're hooked on the dream of becoming a state for Puerto Rico. Well, I saw Ricky Rosillo still got elected to another position, uh, you know, yes. in that now, last, uh, this election. Man who got, exactly. You know, right. this man who got kicked out of Puerto Rico somehow made his way into representing Puerto Rico, but just outside of Puerto Rico. Right. Because, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's crazy. It mind boggling yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it, it's sad because, you know, I think a lot of the anger is justified, but you also have to look in, in your own backyard where it's like, listen, like, they're also giving away the keys to the castle. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, people, people are people. They're going to take advantage of any opportunity they can to make a buck. And most people, sadly, don't have the morals to give a damn about who they're stepping on to get to where they want to be. So it's up to the local government then to step in and be like, yo, you, we want to protect ourselves. But they're more than willing to give away the keys to the castle. And I feel like I want to see more people outraged on the island about that. You know what I mean? Because that's what the, yes. where the real issue lies at the end of the day. Exactly. And you know, on top of that, too, they, it's like what they're doing is that they're selling, you know, these Americans or foreign investors. Right. The, you know, the land just so they can help pay off the debt that, right, you know, obviously right, Puerto right. Rico didn't decide in the first place, you know? Right. Right. But they're doing all this to like give away Puerto Rico because they think that these, you know, these uh, gringos son Biosa, and that's what right. Bad Bunny said yeah. like before, like um, he stopped doing interviews. Bad Bunny made it very clear that he doesn't want statehood for Puerto Rico, right. that he, like me, doesn't believe that these uh, Americans are gods, you know? They right. believe, there's, and there's a, lot, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans that unfortunately believe that without the white man, like, we right. we wouldn't have a Puerto Rico like we do today, you know. Sure, but it sure. takes our own community to help rebuild our community, you know. Right, right. The foreigner that's going to come into this community is going to demolish this community and just put another hotel, you know. Right, right. Yeah, they're going to turn it into another Hawaii, and you hear horror stories out of Hawaii about you know the the residents there, you know, working at these hotels that are supposedly creating jobs, but having to sleep in their cars because they can't afford to to live in the area where they work, you know. And yeah. and, it, and it's just terrible. And you can see that, God forbid, happening to, to Puerto Rico. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, while the government is is trying to give all of these sort of incentives to bring outside businesses to the island, why aren't you incentivizing local Puerto Ricans to open their own businesses, right? How many vacant commercial spaces are there throughout Puerto Rico? You know, how many, you know, like, I, I mean, even I, I stayed in Fajardo a couple of years ago and the downtown area is beautiful, but it's not a bustling downtown area the way that it could be. You know what I mean? So why not exactly, exactly. why not give opportunity to young people, you know, people like yourself, whoever who wants to start a business, say we're going to give you some sort of break, some sort of credit to start businesses to, to flourish the local economy. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that, exactly. And I think that's where the divide becomes, because if you have us, people like us yeah. that, you know, want to help rebuild Puerto Rico, you know, we are a Puerto Rican descent. Right. We actually qualify to move out to Puerto Rico. And we can qualify to get a tax break. We can qualify right. to get a business tax break. Yep. We qualify for all that, you know, and I personally believe, and this is me, like sure. I believe that we can do that and we should do that, you know, because yeah. rather it's for us, by us. But right, a lot right, of people right. don't see it like that, like that. A lot of people see that, oh, we don't have the resources to do so. A lot of other people are going to say that, no, we're supported this. I'm like, I, I that's where I'm like, mm. right. we've been under the boot of USA for about 125 years. Sure. And we've come out on top a lot of time. You know, we yeah. have a lot of people, and this is not everybody, but a lot of us, we already have our own homes. We have our own businesses. We have our right. own communities in the States. 
I believe that it's time to come home and we can reinvest in a better Puerto Rico because we want a Puerto Rico for us, mm-hmm. by us. You know? Yeah, I agree, bro. I, I love that. And I think that there is, you know, the, unfortunately, there's a bit of that island lifestyle mindset that where you sit back a little bit, you're, it's very relaxed, you know, and I think for us as New Yorkers, yeah. we're always just like, go, go, go. So it's a little bit frustrating, you know, for us. But I think that they have to kind of adapt a bit of that on the island. And you're seeing it, obviously, with the protests and things like that. But, you know, yeah. the majority of the island has to wake up a bit and realize that if you keep sitting back and thinking that somebody's going to come and save you, you're going to lose Puerto Rico as you knew it. You know, the, the culture of, it, of of our of our island will be gone eventually, you know, so. Uh, it, it's something that a, a lot of people have to wake up to. Now, listen, we've talked about a bunch of the kind of negative things that we've been been seeing, uh, you know, recently in the the news cycle. And now let's move into some positivity and celebrate somebody, man, who is leaving behind just an incredible legacy, not only for himself, but Latinos everywhere. And we'll get into it in our Mi Gente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. On a positive note, bro, last thing I want to ask you, Man, I mean, somewhat positive, but I want to celebrate his legacy. Daddy Yankee retiring, you know, obviously incredibly sad. Yep. <laughs> Single tear shed. I saw you post about this, posting about what this man means to you, what his legacy means to you. So, I mean, let, let's kind of talk about that a bit. I mean, I know I'm a, a couple weeks off on this, but I would love to kind of hear your perspective on on Daddy Yankee retiring and what he means to, to our culture. So... Me, like, I just I just want to go backtrack to, let's picture me in high school back in, like, 2010, whatever, sure. right? back in the day. Yeah. I had no representation whatsoever on right. any media. 
And the only reggaeton artist that created Barrio Fino, the album Barrio Fino, created yeah. Gasolina, created Lo Que Paso Paso. Yeah. Like that, that music was one of the biggest ones that stuck out to me sure. in my upbringing, you know? Yeah. And especially I went to, I went to a, a, a predominantly white school, you know? So yeah. everybody had their Taylor Swift. Right. or whatever they was listening to yeah. but that wasn't my music it wasn't for me it wasn't made yeah. for me it wasn't made for my demographic you know right. so when i had daddy yankee like that was like that was me you know that was like that's this is where my people come from this is how right. my people get down and i've always 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 been that one puerto rican kid in the high school i was literally just that one yeah. puerto rican kid. oh i had the jersey bro <laughs> I, had, I had the the tank top, bro. Yeah, I got like three bikes. I had a bandana, bro. I thought I was like, <laughs> like the gang, like yeah. that was that one kid, you know? Because it was just the pride that I have of right. where my family comes from and how far we've come to um to get to where we are today, you know? And to have that representation of music or music videos or movies on on right. media, you know, he was my biggest inspiration. Yeah. Now we look to today. And my biggest inspiration and somebody that, you know, a personal icon to me and a legend to me is retiring. I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, yeah. it feels like yesterday I was just like in high school jamming to music. But, you know, I've always respected his legacy. Yeah. I've always respected his 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 grind. Yeah. Um, and I've respected how far he's come because I will, I knew his story about how he started in the projects, which, funny enough, now I'm living in like the same neighborhood as where he used to live. <laughs> and the le- he's like a legend out in the, in the hood of as course. well, you know, how he got shot. He was yeah. going to play baseball and he ended up using that bullet as motivation to just take a step up into the music industry and to yeah. become the best musician and artist ever. And in doing so, became a multimillionaire right. in the process of doing so and being the, the face of not just Puerto Rico, but Latin American industry and right. opening the world to reggaeton. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I remember that too when he when he first came out when you're talking about when when Gasolina was blowing up you know and and being here in the New York area you know hearing it all over the place and then even now till this day as a DJ when you play it it doesn't matter what club you're in a white club a Latin club a black club like you play Gasolina and everybody is singing the words and there's something beautiful about that you know and and then even taking it back again to to that time period he kicked the door down for other reggaeton artists to to then emerge into the mainstream. Like I can even remember MTV doing like a whole piece back in the day, like MTV news when they went to Puerto Rico and they went and like, because, you know, off of the back of, of daddy Yankee being so popular, people like Calle Trece got onto MTV, you know, people like uh, Julio Voltio got onto MTV. Tego Calderon was on MTV, you know? So it was like, he, he kicked that door in and, and made Puerto Rico kind of have this, this international attention because of the music. And then essentially you know, that spread uh, throughout Latin America, you know, now where we see so many different artists that are involved in, in, in this genre that we love so much. And a lot of it is in huge thanks to Daddy Yankee and, and kind of pioneering this this world, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, look, we have reggaeton influence throughout Mexico, throughout yeah. Colombia. Right. You know, like we have all these other Latin American countries like, you know, like Becky G, yeah. um, J Balvin, even though I have my personal opinion about <laughs> J Balvin. But nonetheless, right. nonetheless, you know, like he... He has some good songs. I'll give I'll, I'll give of him course. credit, you know, but right. whatever. But <laughs> I, I, you know, can't believe Jay Balvin retired, not because he wanted to, but because Residente from Calle 13 kind of kicked his ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. I mean, but do you think, do you think retirement's going to last with Daddy Yankee? Uh, I feel like he's not going to, like, make 
music anymore. Maybe, maybe. I feel like he's still going to be doing work from like maybe producing for other artists. I feel okay. like he'll still like come up with like other like projects or maybe if he's invited to perform at the awards one day or once right. in a while or even present an award once in a while. I feel like he'll still do stuff like that, but like more like maybe behind the scenes work because okay. of cartel uh, records that he owns in his label right. and uh, producing music for other artists, you know, and up and coming artists. Like, I feel like he'll still do some type of work, but he won't make any more music after this album. It's, I mean, I hope that we're wrong about that because it's funny, man, because it feels like he just got like a new resurgence a couple of years ago, you know, kind of when he started working with Bad Bunny. And, and like it was like this, you know, the younger generation began to really embrace a lot of the OG guys. And they, exactly. a lot of them have gotten this resurgence. And Daddy Yankee now became like a name once again, as far as like a currently relevant artist. And it's interesting that now is the time he chooses to, to retire. But I guess, you know, going out on top, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. You know giving his all out one last time. He hasn't yeah. announced the dates for Puerto Rico yet, but I know he will. I just know it. I know it. I know it. And I where do you, where do you think he's going to play? It's either going to be before his world tour or yeah. after his world tour. Maybe. I think it's going to be after his world tour. Um, and then he'll go with a big bang um, in the, in the baseball stadium because he right. owns uh, the baseball team out here he owns the um the San Jose Cangrejeros which is Roberto mm. Clemente's first base one of his first baseball team you know oh wow so so Daddy Yankee owns that baseball team now you know so there's a chance that he might do it at that stadium where Bad Bunny did it you know yeah. so we'll see what he, happens he, he's got to do like a whole a whole week though you know what I'm saying like he can't just do yeah. like one or two shows he's got to be there for like a yeah. whole week and and let give everybody <laughs> the chance to to see him one last time exactly because you know how many we're talking, this man is from the 90s, bro. You know how right. many people, like, listen to music from the 90s now? Everybody's yeah. going to wanna go to Puerto Rico to go right. see him perform, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Multi, multi-generations. multi Man, yeah, uh, it, it, he definitely, you know, a big, big, huge, you know, person in our culture. His legacy lives on forever. And I think somebody that we can agree that always represented us with the utmost respect. Uh, and, and that's why he is such a, you know, a giant figure. So, I mean, man, you just... Got to give your shout outs to, to Daddy Yankee for all that he's done for the culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people like want to hate whatever he can. He doesn't dance. He doesn't do that. <laughs> thing. I'm like, whatever, you know. Right. This man is has literally put Puerto Rico where it's at today. You know, a lot yeah. of, you know, you can, I wouldn't say I think he's done more for the, than the government. Has done. <laughs> <laughs> he's done more right. for Puerto Rico than the government has done for Puerto Rico, you know? Yeah. You, you might be right about that. So listen, man. I appreciate you hopping on the show. Uh, what, what are you working on right now? I know you're always constantly making your, your videos and everything like that. So where do you want to kind of push people to? So right now, um, you're going to see it later today. But so my next project that I have lined up is going to be to rebuild a roof for my neighbor, believe it or mm. not, because my Beautiful. neighbor hasn't had a roof since Hurricane Maria. And she wow. had to live without a roof for five years, man. Wow. She's 70 years old. Liz are two grandchildren and has been struggling like every other night for the past five years because yeah. what a lot of people tend to forget is that we're, we in the Caribbean, bro, yeah. it rains every other day. Right. So right, when it right. rains, the rain gets inside a home. And that doesn't matter whether that's at 10 a.m. or 3 a.m., you know? Yeah. So she has to maintain her home. She's been doing that for so long. So I'm creating a fundraiser to, um, to help uh, rebuild the roof. for Her name is Rosa. And I'm happy to announce that I'm working with this local nonprofit organization, a volunteer group on oh. top of that too. 
that's going to help rebuild um, Rosa. So as soon as I make that post, I'm gonna get, I'll send you a personal uh, yeah. video and, you know, hope we can spread the word of helping Hell rebuild yeah. the roof for Rosa, you know? Oh, that's beautiful, bro. I'd love to see you see you doing some work and I'll definitely donate, uh, you know, what I what I can for that. That's an incredible. incredible much love, much love, bro. Absolutely. And where can people follow you, bro? They can follow me on TikTok at Dean Huertas. That's D-E-A-N-H-U-E-R-T-A-S. And you can follow me on Instagram at Huertas Dean PR. That's H-U-E-R-T-A-S-D-E-A-N-P-R. Much love, y'all. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the invite. Of course, my bro. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. We outside. Man, big shout out to my guy, Dean Huertas, once again for hopping on the show. Always good to have him on here and hear his perspective. Make sure you check him out on social media. He's always putting out really dope content. And now, with that said, man, let's hear from y'all in our Ask a Gringo segment. I want to hear y'all's take on, man, the the biggest news story of, of this past week. Ask a Gringo. All right, so I mean, obviously, it's all anybody really can talk about right now. So I wanted to hear hear y'all's opinion at the DJ Dramos on Instagram. If you want to be a part of these conversations, we have them on each and every show. But I just asked this week, what do y'all think of this whole Will Smith Chris Rock situation? You know, vent what you what you think about it, your honest opinions. And man, I got a bunch of different responses on this, so I'm gonna read a few. Let's see. At Edgar's official underscore says, Will has been the butt of all jokes and comedians need a research team. Yeah, I think all all is true. But at the end of the day, you know, that still don't give you the right to go up there and and, and do that. You know, I think that's to the extreme. And listen, I'm not saying it, it was like this moment that a lot of, uh you know, white people have been trying to make it out to be like Judd Apatow, like saying, he could have murdered him or uh, or Amy Schumer is saying she's traumatized by the incident. Like they're all fucking clutching their pearls. I'm not trying to say it was anything that serious, but a line was crossed for sure, without a doubt. And regardless of Will feeling like he's been kind of pushed to his limits when it comes to jokes or Chris Rock not being aware of, of you know, someone having a condition and, and, and kind of taking it out on them. Either way, that wasn't the right time to address that, nor was it the right right manner. At Shells underscore Zane says, wrong time, but as a man, you don't let anybody disrespect or offend your wife. And yeah, I, I definitely can understand that. You know, I think that that's always going to be the the goal. And I think when you look at it in that way, it's commendable. I mean, the man took the time to to stand up for for his wife, you know, when he felt like she was being disrespected you know and in that case you know it, it again commendable kind of thing but to me if you were going to do it that wasn't the time to do it you know do it during a, a commercial break and like go backstage and address him one-on-one without the cameras and without the audience you know he he crossed the line and, and either way you slice it you know he put his hands on a on another man and at the same time embarrassed that man you know chris rock while he's a professional there's no way you couldn't have not been embarrassed during that moment and at the same time that changed the course of the entire night for everybody else who has busted their ass to to get to that point to be nominated for an Oscar. You know, it's kind of like everybody else's award just didn't matter at that point. You you know, especially if you think about Questlove winning an award right after that, it was like, man, who's even paying attention to that after something like that just happened? So you, you kind of just fuck up the night for everybody else, your your fellow actors and actresses who have been putting in so much work and the people behind the scenes to get to that point and to get their moment of recognition. You kind of just took a, you know, a bit of that that away from them, their moment. 
at I am Sabrina. Em says Will needs prayer, therapy, and healing, and that I I 100% agree with. I think that that's all true. Obviously, I mean something had to have happened that really made this man go off, and it couldn't have just been Chris Rock. It couldn't have just been defending his his wife. You know, uh, I I think I saw some news breaking that he uh you know people close to the family were saying that he is going to be enrolling himself in therapy uh and that this incident reminded him of his mother being disrespected in some sort of way and, and he kind of just snapped and you know again we don't know what the whole thing is excuses could be excuses but that makes a little bit more sense to me that it was something deeper that kind of set him over the edge because will smith has been in hollywood for for decades now you know he he knows how to carry himself he's never had a moment like this happened. He's never been one of those people that kind of loses their shit in the public like Kanye or something like that. So for this to have happened, there has to be a bit more to it, I feel like. And, and he has to be kind of dealing with something on, on a personal, personal level. Let me see. Last one I want to I wanna mention here because this has been a theory going around. At Slayani Jr., my guy Sylvester, uh, says, Will won Best Actor right after that slap. It was staged, LOL, Red Table Talk, episode soon to come. And I've been seeing that. The only reason I would say I don't think it was staged at all was when they cut the broadcast, you know, and, and him cursing from the crowd. That to me is where it's like, OK, that that wasn't wasn't staged right there because you wouldn't interrupt the show. There's a lot of money, a lot of people behind the scenes that are, are involved in that. And I don't think that Will Smith is dumb enough to go rogue and interrupt a show like the Oscars just to you know, get some attention and then to have more promotion for a Red Table Talk episode. I did see that they're going to address it on Red Table Talk, if I'm not mistaken, which is uh, Jada, Jada's podcast and, and Facebook TV show. And, and you know, of course, people be like, oh, that's convenient. But it is. But but the reality is it's their platform. So they're going to address it in in a space that they know they can control the narrative. And I respect that and and, and totally understand that if I was to go out and do something crazy, I would first and foremost want to talk to y'all on my own platform and and you could hear it from me before anybody else's voice kind of begins to to chime in or try and like, you know, create a moment. I'd rather just be able to give it to you, uh, you know, when I, where I get to control the circumstances and not have other people's outside influence in, in what I'm trying to convey. So I get that completely. Now, with that said, man, let's wrap all this up in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion So the last thing I wanna I wanna say on on this whole thing, we'll we'll start with the Will Smith and and Chris Rock uh, incident. I saw Steve Harvey comment on this, and I thought he had a really interesting point where he was talking about, you know, Will Smith reacted and and decided to be that tough guy in a situation where he knew Chris wasn't going to fight back. You know, he he knew that it wasn't going to turn into a scuffle. I mean, you look at the way he slapped him and then just quickly walks away as if nothing. He doesn't even look behind him. You know, in the real world. You go ahead and you and you smack somebody. You're gonna be watching your back to make sure they're not coming after you to to retaliate as you're as you're walking away. You know you're not gonna just confidently be able to walk away and know that nothing's gonna happen. You know, so I, I think a bit of it was performative. You know what he was exactly performing. You know we don't really know. We're not inside of his head. But when I saw it, when I saw him kind of laughing at the joke at first and then deciding to react that way, it felt a bit performative. Like you know when he saw Jada's reaction, that's when he decided he had to do something. Again, I'm not 
speculating on anything. I, I'm just kind of looking at it from from every angle. But at the end of the day, I think Will Smith was exposing his own privilege right there, right? Anybody that wasn't Will Smith would have not been allowed to come to the stage. Anybody that wasn't Will Smith wouldn't have been allowed to go back into their seat and then win an award and give an entire speech, right? They would have been dragged out of the building. And I think a part of that, you know, played played into it. You know, Will had to have known that he is somebody who can be above the law in this in this uh, you know particular situation, and and has a level of privilege that others don't have. And he decided to use it to take out whatever he had going on uh, on, on on Chris Rock. And and the final thing I'll say, I, I touched on this when it comes to kind of you know, being representation for your entire community. Again, I mean, listen, that's not exactly what you're signing up for when you are a creative person, you find success. But personally, I think you have to keep that in mind when you are on these these bigger stages on these platforms and, and understand that you're representing something far bigger than yourself. You're representing people who have been held down, who have been viewed as lesser than. And it's important to make sure that you're representing them well, you know, just like I wouldn't want my mom to be ashamed of something I was doing publicly. Or, 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 you know, my, my family, my girlfriend, any of those things, I wouldn't want my community to be ashamed of the way that I was acting. And this isn't about, you know, catering to white people and, and kissing their feet and wanting to be accepted by them in some sort of way, you know, that that's why we need to act right in those scenarios. No, it to me, it's more so I want us to be displaying for one another the best versions of ourselves, especially when we get to be on those big stages. You know, I want to inspire others to push for the best version of themselves. The same reason I do this podcast why I try to educate myself and enlighten myself and push myself to grow. I want to be the best version of myself and hopefully inspire others by my actions to be the best version of themselves as well. And somebody like Will Smith has been doing that forever, but had a moment of, of weakness. And I, and I hope that people recognize this is a moment of weakness rather than a cosign to, to react in your feelings that way, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, we need to know how to act in in healthy manners and deal with the things that are bothering us in healthy manners. And of course, there may be times where we, you know, uh, show up as lesser than the than than we want to. We may lose our cool. You don't want it to get to a point like we saw, you know, with with Will and Chris Rock that that was just a really, really terrible stain on an incredible legacy that that Will Smith has of being just an amazing human being. And because he has that amazing legacy, we also should want the best for him, as somebody said, therapy and, and healing and all that kind of stuff, because it's obvious he's dealing with something far greater than, than any of us can recognize. And he has too much to offer this world to, to succumb to moments like that one. And then this conversation of some of the content when it comes to our community, you had West Side Story and all that kind of stuff. I just want us to be aware of not jumping too quickly to cancel each other when we don't see something we like, to write something off, you know, when our story is getting told because you don't like the particular way that it's getting told. Listen, we don't have to be 100% happy with how things turn out. We don't have to be saying, oh, well, at least we just got some sort of representation. We could always be asking for more and for people to do better. But while doing so, we still have to learn to celebrate the little wins along the way. And that's what something like West Side Story is. It's not perfect, but it's an improvement. It begins to open the doors for more stories of ours to be told. And we can celebrate it for that and also recognize that next time we get another opportunity, let's try and do just a little bit better. And then on to, to Daddy Yankee, man. What can you say? An incredible legacy of an artist and 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 person who just knocked down so many doors for for you know not only Puerto Ricans but but Latinos everywhere to be in the mainstream and for for you know somebody like a bad bunny to be having the moment that he's having, you know, and and for the future generations to come to be having those moments. You know, much of that is in thanks to people like Daddy Yankee. So 
as sad as it is to see him retire and, and we'll see if he sticks to that. We have to give those flowers to that man because he did so much for for not just reggaeton, not just Latin music, but Latin culture as a whole. And, and we thank him for that, for just being an incredible example of, of greatness. And if you want to contribute to the work that Dean is doing, go follow him on them socials. He just posted a, a video of how you can support his his neighbor who's trying to rebuild her roof after Hurricane Maria happened. So anytime I see somebody doing incredible work like that, man, we have to support and, and shout them out. So at Huertas Dean PR, he's got a video on there and it tells you how to donate to to help this person out, which I think is just an incredible cause. And I'm going to repost it into my my stories as well at DJ Dramos if you want to want to check it out there. And with that said, thank you all so much for tuning into another episode. I appreciate you. We kick off April, man. So we'll be doing our Financial Literacy Month where every Tuesday episode, I'm going to bring you somebody who can teach you something about money, finances, investing, all of the above to help educate us to elevate to that next level. So we'll be starting that off on Tuesday, which I'm beyond excited to be bringing you. And yeah, I'll catch you all then. Have an amazing weekend and uh, I'll talk to you all soon. And I apologize if I've been sounding really nasally or crazy on this episode, man, your boy is fighting a a cold right now. So I'm going to go rest up and I'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.